Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back. We made it back to the start of a new week, and I hope everyone enjoyed their weekend. For those of you just tuning in, this is season two of my Grab It Bizarre Sex News podcast. A big thanks to everyone who's listening and a big shout out to the people who are writing to me. Your trust means so much and I greatly appreciate it. All right, so as I stated with my last podcast episode for season two, we're going to be doing this podcast a little different. Last season, I would post two separate shows. One would strictly be about the latest Bizarre Sex news, and then the other one would be about me answering letters. Me and my team have decided that we're going to condense this into one show. So the first half is going to be dedicated to newsworthy sex bizarre stories, and then the second half will be me answering letters. So please feel free to let me know if you like the new format or if you don't. So let's get started. But before we do... Gentle reminder, if you are not 18 or older or or do not have your parents' permission, you should not be listening to this podcast. Let's get started. All right, so our first story We're going to be talking about the world's five most bizarre sex practices. This article is written by Donna Turner on October 12th of 2018 in the sex tips and advice column from our Lilo adult toys. So let's give it up for Lilo. So we're going to start with number five, whack like an Egyptian. In ancient Egypt, the flow of the Nile was believed to be caused by Adams, the god of creation, ejaculation. So in honor of him, Egyptian pharaohs would ritualistically masturbate into the Nile to ensure the river's longevity. Wow. Number four, the more the marry her. During the Jerwal festival in Niger, members of the Wadobe tribe donned decorative costumes and makeup with the intentions of stealing other men's wives. At the celebration, men project their togu, or inherent wooing powers toward a woman, and if she falls for the togu, a polygamous marriage comes recognized. That is definitely a Mr. Steal Your Girl moment. Number three, all in the family. So who says three's a crowd? Deep in the Himalayas, where land is scarce, families with more than one son are required to divide their land when each son marries to keep the land in the family. However, Parents find one wife for all the brothers to share, thus keeping the plot in the family. Number four, wet and wild. Every July, local voodoo practitioners flock to the Sado waterfalls in central Haiti to pay their respects to the goddess of love in a rather unorthodox expression of love. Participants strip down and roll around in the water and the mud, throwing in some animal blood and cow and goat heads just for good measure. Number five, coming of age. No one takes the coming of age ceremony more literally than the Sambians of Papua New Guinea. From the age of seven to 18, boys have absolutely no female contact, living only with males. When the time comes to officially become a man, the initiated tribesmen must ingest the semen of their elders, promoting growth and strength. 
And all I can say to that is, yuck. So what do you think? Which one was the most bizarre sex practice? Does summer penis exist? The truth about men looking bigger in the heat. This article is for experts to weigh in on whether the penile phenomenon actually happened. It's by Betty Wong. It was written June 18th of 2019. So as the temperature rises, some men swear the heat has a flattering effect on their penises, adding inches in length and girth down below. Last July, Mail Magazine reporter Tracy Moore gave a name to this particular seasonal phenomenon. It is called Summer Penis. These statements are all from men telling you what it is. So one guy says, Summer Penis is a temporary dick fluctuation that, thanks to the heat and warmth, gives you a months-long leg up on shaft size. Another says, It'd be like a woman's boobs suddenly getting huge from May to August. In a world of growers and showers, you want to consider this nature's way of bringing someone equally to the table. So in the summer, one guy says, my dick tends to be consistently larger when I look in the mirror and my biggest measurements have been taken only in the summer. This comes from a 30 year old who lives in the Northeast US and he told HuffPost. He also says my fingers and hands swell up a bit in warmer temps as evidenced by my struggle with taking off my wedding ring in the warmer months. So it's logical to assume that the same thing is going to happen to my junk. Brian Ayers, a sex coach and author of How to Be a Better Lover in Three Days or Less, says that he's also experienced summer penis. He chalks it up to seasonal lifestyle changes. You're outside more in the summer. Hiking, swimming, or going for long jogs in the summer gets that blood pumping. Sitting inside for eight hours in front of a computer in the winter with no sunlight and fewer fruit or vegetable options available will leave any guy hanging just a little small. So, ladies, this sounds great in theory, but is this just all a pipe dream, pun, very much intended, or are these dudes onto something? So, Aaron Spitz, a urology and author of The Penis Book, A Doctor's Guide to the Penis, initially scoffed at this idea. My first reaction, he says, was, oh boy, here we go again with this obsession oversized with penises. However, Spitz did admit that there could be some truth to this phenomenon because it makes sense to him because of the underlying mechanism of how a man's penis can expand and contract in size. The size of the penis can increase and decrease as a result of the relaxation or contraction of many tiny blood vessels that comprise the inside of the shaft of the penis. He also says that warmth increases relaxation of the blood vessels, which increases the blood flow through the penis, filling it out more and giving it a longer, fuller appearance. In short, summer heat equals better blood flow. So if this is true, think of what the penises of 2050 will be like after the climate crisis and the global warming. It'd be a peen-pocalypse. <laughs> says a lady 27 year old from Washington DC if you're a summer penis skeptic you are not alone women who they spoke to were almost more wary of the phenomenon 
than anyone else. One lady says, I highly doubt a part of the body would change that significantly due to the season. If this is true, then we would have to think about the penises of 2050. As fascinating as the subject may be, there is no definitive scientific evidence one way or another about summer penises, said Paul Turek, who is another urologist and he runs the Turek Clinic in San Francisco. While there could be some truth to the idea that penises appear bigger in the heat, there is not enough research on the subject for doctors to say whether it is absolutely completely real. Your testicles absolutely do hang a little lower when it's hot though. That is a fact. We know that the scrotal sac is exquisitely temperature sensitive and drops way down when heat and creeps way up when it's cold, the doctor says. Shrinkage is definitely real, he says. With colder temperatures, there is less skin showing, less desire, less sweating, and more hibernative fat. This could lead to contracted skin rather than puffy skin, more penile shrouding from a tight scrotum, and more fat and appearance of shrinking, Turex explained. Whatever the season, if you want to look larger, consider shaving or waxing. Removing excess hair around your penis will accentuate your package, says Fiona Hilario, the founder of Lay Bear Waxing Salon in LA. One of the benefits of being a hair-free down there is that getting rid of all your hair really does make you look bigger plus you'll smell fresher and that is a super big bonus for you and your partner can anyone argue with that All right, we've reached the second half of my show where I answer letters from my fans. So let's start. Our first letter is from a female in Canada. She writes, Dear Jessica, I have been dating my boyfriend for the past three years. We moved in together last year. He is always a gentleman and spoils me like crazy. Last week, he took me out to dinner and confessed that he is a married man. He says that he has been separated from his wife for five years and that she refuses to give him a divorce. I am so hurt, Jessica, that he lied to me about this. I called it off with him. He has been sending me flowers and extravagant gifts nonstop. I just need time to think, but it is so hard. Jessica, what should I do? Well, first female in Canada, thank you for writing me and... Um, I'm going to try to answer this as best as I can. So from what it sounds like, he may be caught up in something that he probably didn't realize he was caught up in in the first place. So you said that you guys have been dating for three years and he told you that he has been separated for five years. So that lets you know that there were two years in between there where... Um, he was separated. So I know a lot of girls, when you find out that a guy is married and he says, I'm separated, I'm leaving my wife, I promise. It's kind of like, you feel like they're lying to you because you're like, okay, well, are you really going to leave her? Because that's what every cheating husband says. And, you know, from what you're telling me it sounds like you guys had a really strong relationship and it was very consistent sounds like that he was around a lot so I don't think you're really upset about the fact that um 
he's married, I think you're upset more that he betrayed your trust and that he lied to you and you felt like he was the one, yeah? Because I would feel that same way too. So now what do you need to do? I think you should hold your ground and I think you should let him know that if this is a deal breaker for you, the lying and him being a married man, then you need to hold your ground and you need to say, I really enjoyed our relationship, but unfortunately I'm not that kind of girl. And I think it's time for you to go ahead and do the right thing, which would be for you to get this divorce. Now he's going to say one or two things. He can say, yes, I'm going to get this divorce. And when I get this divorce, Um, I'm going to contact you, but I still want to stay in touch with you. And that's fine. Or he's going to say, yes, I'm going to get this divorce, but I really need you by my side in order to do it. Don't fall for the latter. Because, again, he left you out of that situation by not even bringing it up. So now it's his turn to be a big boy, put on his big boy pants, and he has to clean the situation up. And when I say clean the situation up, I mean he has to divorce his wife he has to be very transparent with you and he has to stop with the gifts because sometimes men use gifts as a way to basically silence you because they're showing you through monetary gain like yeah I am married but I'm with you because I'm giving you this I'm giving you that but all a girl really wants is honesty and I feel like that's what you wanted in this is honesty and now you feel like you can't trust him So now, unfortunately, those training wheels that you had when you first met him where, you know, you had to kind of make sure that you did your research, you're going to have to do that all over again if you stay with him. You're going to have to put the training wheels back on it. You're going to have to make sure that what he says he means. And is it going to be your job to be Inspector Gadget on this? No, but it will be your job to make sure that you are very open and honest with him if you feel some kind of way you need to make sure that you communicate that now if you just don't want to deal with him at all don't deal with him because you don't have to because he's the one that lied to you and unfortunately like I said before you know I really wish that men who were married would just be honest say I'm married I'm in this situation and I can't get out and leave women alone especially if they're single and they are living their life because when they fall in love with you it's even harder because I'm sure you feel very betrayed I'm sure you feel like oh my god I've told him things and I've deviled in some you know secrets with him and now I don't even know if I should have told him so your number one thing right now is To keep putting him on the back burner and let this simmer down. And once it simmers down, you really want to talk to him about why he hasn't gotten the divorce. And that needs to be the next thing on his list. And a divorce, um, depending on the parties, can go very fast. I have known people who have gotten a divorce within 90 days. I've known people who it took three to eight years to get a divorce, but it really is all about that relationship and whatever dynamic that they had. And again, it has nothing to do with you. I don't want to say don't take this personally because um, 
that was something that he withheld and I think he withheld it because he knew had he said I'm married I'm separated you would have not wanted to take him as seriously as you guys have because you guys have moved in together he spoils you rotten so I assume he's paying all the bills so now for you you need to make sure that if he is the one you guys may need to go through some counseling or you guys may need to just let this one burn where he has to go ahead and you know go through with some things and once he does that you can continue to feel secure with him will you always feel secure with him no because in the back of your mind he left out that one thing and he's gonna say well yeah I left out that one thing but it wasn't really a big thing and it was because you know at the beginning of any relationship you're building your foundation stones And unfortunately, now one of those foundation stones was that he was single and he was honest. And so now when you remove the single honest foundation stone, it leaves the foundation of your relationship a little shaky. So, you know, make sure that you point that out to him that, you know, you know, he kind of left you in the love bubble and didn't say anything. And now that you guys are out of the love bubble, he wanted to say it and then ask him why he why he told you was it because he loved you so much he wanted you to know and he was tired of living a lie or did he do it because his ex-wife was gonna do it because that right there knowing the real reason behind why he told you he was married all of a sudden that'll let you know something but again I'm so sorry this happened to you and just let me know how it goes and thank you so much for the letter Our second letter is from a male from Las Vegas. He writes, Dear Jessica, I'm one of your biggest fans. You are a legend. I need your help. I am thinking about getting into the adult film industry. What was your experience like? And do you have any advice? Well, first off, thanks for writing me the letter. And thank you for your support. And I don't know if I'm a legend yet. You know, I always tell people legends are things of the past. So if anything, I just want to be relevant, cool, and calm, (laughs) right? That's what everybody wants. But um, all right, so let's answer the first question. You were thinking about getting into the adult industry. What was my experience like? Um, It took me about a year to get into the adult film industry. Um, There was a lot of vetting from a lot of production companies and a lot of agencies and there was also a lot of critiquing um a lot of you're too dark your nose is too big I don't like this about you do if you can lose and I remember I had one agency tell me if you can lose 30 to 40 pounds in six months give me a call and I think they did that as a way to kind of shoo off people who say these things right here because I don't think people realize there's always someone who says I want to get in the adult business so agencies do certain things to make sure that you are serious so I did exactly that in six months I dropped the 40 pounds I stacked my cheese and I just flew to California um I stayed in a really nice hotel that I had paid for myself I paid up like two weeks in advance And then I got a driver 
and I had him take me to all of my go-sees and I just made some personal connections with some people and that's how I started shooting and then um there was a moment there where it got really tough for me where you know I would hear a lot of well you know we only shoot black girls once a year and unfortunately I've already got my black girl quota and I would always feel so bad about that like damn like the sisters can't get you know an all-day quota like the Jennies you know what I mean like all the Jennies is getting the quotas all the Beckys is getting the quotas oh the chocolates only get you know once a year so, um, I just, you know, started feeling some kind of way about that. And I already had some background in film. I've already had some background in acting and things like that. So I felt like I could do this better on my own. And I felt like maybe it was time for me to branch out on my own because I, again, get a lot of static. And so... I moved back to my hometown and I just started working on my craft and started doing what I thought I needed to do, which was, you know, making sure that I got in the habit of getting tested regularly because as a performer, you're going to be getting tested regularly. I made it a habit to make sure that my hygiene and that my house, um, my clothing, everything that I had was on point. Not expensive, but on point, right? Because I wanted to make sure that I was still that shining example. I just got into the mind frame of I'm an adult film star and this is how I need to live my life. And I, then I became sexually responsible. Then I, you know, took some photos. You know, I would make sure that my life revolved around that. So that was my journey and it paid off. And I'm really happy with where I'm at. Not everybody can be a custom porn maker, which is what I do these days. And not everybody can be an adult film and survive, especially males. What a lot of people don't understand about males is, um, if you're not a contract male, you are not making that much money. You're probably making anywhere from a hundred to $200 a shoot. And if you're doing a content paid shoot, That means you don't get paid at all. You just get the content and then you have to provide the site and do your own thing. So my advice that I always give new artists is don't get into this business if you're getting into it to live out your fantasy. Get into this business because you have an eye for it, you have an art for it, and you have a talent for it. Because that will get you through. If you are only in this to try to fuck bitches, if you're only in this because, hey, I wanted to fuck Vanessa Blue, or hey, I just want to meet some cool people, you're going to be in for a really big surprise because the real ones who make it here are fucking hustlers. And we don't sleep. So that's the advice that I would give you. And I would also give you the advice that be professional at all times. When you contact someone for work, make sure that you are professional. Make sure that you're not hitting them up. Oh, I want to do a scene with you because you look so good and I want to fuck your asshole. It's not needed. And I think that's what's lacking in the adult industry. And I think that's why new talent doesn't make it. You don't have to always show that your hormones are raging. You can show that you have intelligence behind that. And you can also show that you have professionalism. Because I don't work with anybody who's not a professional. I don't have time 
to get on set with somebody who gets the want wants you know what I'm saying and then we gotta cancel the shoot or I gotta call my homeboy or you gotta go to the corner store and get some ED medicine to help you out because you're not used to shooting on set with a cameraman and a photographer and the stylist who's in the corner because that's what adult film is real adult film is you working in a professional setting with other professionals and doing your job professionally and you do it so well that people go oh my gosh they were really fucking even though that whole scene that you saw was probably cut 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 and paste right so my advice to you is always be professional and have patience and hone your craft that's the number one thing and Don't rely on these production companies to get you where you need to be. Don't rely on Jessica Grabbit to get you where you need to be. Rely on yourself. Make those money moves. Hustle, hustle harder. And I promise you, you can do it. Thanks so much for the letter. Tell me how it goes. babes this is our last and final letter this is from a female from illinois she writes dear jessica my ex recently broke up with me he said he needed time to work on himself but after a few weeks i found out he was cheating on me i am so heartbroken and i don't know how to deal i just need some advice well 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 i'm gonna call you heartbroken and don't know how to deal well heartbroken and don't know how to deal um I hate to say this but you know it happens happens a lot it happens more than you think my advice to you right now is you need to call all your girlfriends you need to get dressed up as sexy as you can and you need to go out dancing yes You need to go out dancing. You need to party your ass off and forget about him. You need to give at least six different people your phone number, even if you don't like them. But you need to do some things a little different because pining over him is not going to make him come back. And another thing is, do you really want somebody who lied to you like that? Homegirl, he said that you needed time to work on himself and he's seeing other people. So that means that he has avoidance issues. So he's going to keep doing that pattern. He's going to keep pretending that everything is okay. And then you're going to end up being the one constantly having to search for things to see if he's cheating on you. And that's another thing. Do you want to be in a relationship like that where you're constantly having to search for things? Like, let me go through his phone to make sure he ain't... Let me go through his Facebook. Let me go through his Instagram. Let me check his Twitter. Let me check his Vero. Let me check his... You don't want to do that. You don't want anything to do with a man like that. Because, honey, he's not a man. That's, that's boy shit. That's little boy shit. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, as the Yama Van Zandt said in one of her shows, that's, a, that's bitch made. That's bitch shit. So what you really want is you want to cut loose. You want to get some perspective. And the perspective is this guy was a coward. He couldn't even be man enough to say, babe, I'm seeing somebody else and I want out of this relationship. You don't want any, you don't want to ever anchor yourself to anybody like that because when the tough gets going, 
he may be the one to be like, I'm out. And you'd be like, well, damn, we supposed to be in it together. Yeah, but I, I can't do all that. But he's not even going to say he's out. He's going to, you know, I just need to visit. I need some time to myself. And that's another thing. How dare he? How dare he use that sensitive man ass game on you so that you wouldn't assume that he was cheating? That's low. That is low, low. That is snake in the grass low. And men, if you're listening, be real. You don't got to try to put on a persona and act like I was trying to be the bigger man in the picture. So I just didn't want to hurt her heart. If you want to be the bigger man in that picture, be honest. I don't want to be with you because X, Y, Z, P, D, Q. And sometimes it ain't even that deep. Sometimes, hey, I just don't want to, you, me and you are not a compatible match. And you go on. So now that I've gotten that off my chest, homegirl, you got to get some things off your chest. And if that means you need to write him a letter, because what it honestly sounds like is that you have some unfinished business with him. Had you known he was going to break up with you, this would have went differently, I'm sure. So if I were you, I would write a letter. Does that mean that you need to send him that letter? I don't know. I would have my friends read the letter first. And if they felt like this was a good letter to send, then I would send it to him. If not, then I would have a slumber party where all me, me and all my homegirls hung out. I wrote the letter. I'm going to read this letter. We're going to um, and burn the letter together and have me a good ass cry. But what we're not going to do is we're not going to worry about somebody who doesn't want us. And that's the number one thing. You don't need to cry over him because he's not crying over you. And, I, and I'm going to say this, don't take this personally because he did you a favor. But you got to get out of looking at the heartache of it. Yeah, he may have moved on, but what are you really upset about? Are you upset that he moved on or are you upset that you didn't know he moved on? Or are you upset because you didn't get to move on first? Because let's be honest, as women, we're very competitive. We would rather be the one to do the leaving than to be left. And I can say that from personal experiences. There was some people that I have dated, and I knew that they were not right for me. They were mentally abusive, physically abusive, but my dumb ass stayed with them. And then when, you know, shit got tough for me, they were the ones that left. And I was more upset about, like, did this cat just leave me? After all the things I did with him, he left me? So always check your emotions and put them into perspective because sometimes what you think you're angry at, you're really not angry about. You're angry about something that you should have said or you should have done. But overall, our number one thing is we're going to go out. We're going to have a great ass time with our homegirls and our homeboys and we're going to party our ass off and we're going to socialize we're going to meet new people and we're going to keep moving forward like a bicycle because if you don't mind it don't matter right it's mind over matter and that's how you do it thank you so much for the letter i hope it gets better for you Well, that's all the time we have. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Season two, we did it. Till next time, be good or be good at it. Bye.